Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 56. Good to see you, man. I've been out of town for about two weeks. You have. I uh, wasn't watching a lot of news. Did I miss anything? Nothing. Or? Okay. Nothing. Business it's as usual. desert of news out there. Okay, so like the town hasn't been burned to the ground or anything. No, man. It's great. Okay. Okay. Everyone loves each other. Good, uh, good, things good. couldn't be better. Everyone loves television, by the way. Oh, since you've been gone, the, the entire country's gone cuckoo for streaming shows. That's why we're here, man. Yeah. It couldn't be a better time for us. Well, I'll tell you, we both were real excited about this first thing, and we thought that it might save us during these weird times. Yeah. Do you want to just go right right after it? You go for it. Okay. Uh, Space Force. Yes. Makes perfect sense on paper, doesn't it? Sure. I mean, you hear the name, like, Space Force. This is going to be an incredible comedy. It's going to be like a, a farce or a spoof. And it's none of that. It's not Spaceballs. It's not Naked Gun. It's not even The Office. So this was developed by, let's back up, I guess, created by Greg Daniels, who brought us The American Office, and Steve Carell, who obviously starred in The American Office. Uh, Steve Carell, John Malkovich, Ben Schwartz from BoJack Horseman, which I love, as you know. Diana Silvers, I think kind of a newcomer. Jimmy O. Yang, Tawny Newsom, kind of surprisingly hot. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. She needs to be in a better show. Yeah. And uh, Lisa Kudrow for uh, who knows why. Uh. And then there's Jane Lynch and Patrick Warburton. There's 25 main characters in this show, which is my biggest problem with it. What do you say? I think it's an unmitigated disaster. Yeah. There's the, the Challenger exploding, and then there's Space Force. Yeah. It's not funny, man. It was not funny. I was going to bail after the third episode. I was so like, uh-uh, this can't get better. And I only stuck around to see if they were going to answer the Lisa Kudrow question, which they don't, by the way. You get to the 10th episode and you're thinking, well, they're finally going to answer this one running gag. No, they don't. Nope. And, and it gets to the point where you're like, I guess no matter what joke they put in or reason for why she is where she is, it won't live up to it now. So it's just this thing that's never spoken of. And it's, the only reason yeah. I stuck around was to get the answer to that. And you don't get it, and instead you get a 10th episode that is just nothing but set up for season two. But I say, nah, I am not coming back for it. I can't believe I did all these episodes because this was a massive, massive disappointment. With a huge waste of talent, man. Huge waste of talent. Those names you wrote off, like Steve Carell and Malkovich? Fred Willard was in. is the last thing Fred Willard ever did. I thought his couple of scenes were some of the funniest, just joke-wise. But yeah, you got Jane Lynch has two lines in the whole season. Like, what are you using these people for? You I know, don't know. Don't just put someone else in. You don't need recognizable talent as talking extras. There was just too much going on. It was a mess. The only character that had an arc was John Malkovich, who I, I loved. By far the best part of that whole show was John Malkovich, I thought. Even overcoming the fact that he doesn't even have that great of material to work with. He was great. Look, the thing is, this show is so much in the zeitgeist that we had to watch it. Had to. Sure. Because we've been talking about it for six months, even though we didn't know if it was real or not. Now we wish it wasn't. Um, 
if I'm an average listener at home, you have to watch a couple of these just to see what's going no, on. No, you don't. I no, okay, you so don't. Here's There's the no thing. reason to watch any of this. Here's the thing. I know that this was your least favorite episode, but my favorite episode was where the dog and the chimpanzee were stranded in space. Yeah. And Steve Carell was trying to talk them through using tools. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was the complete nadar (laughs) of this show, and it was only episode two. Okay. Well, like I said, I thought that was the best. So what's that tell you about how I feel about the rest of the show? It did get a little better, a smidgen. You know, the, the characters sort of develop a little bit, but I think the whole show suffered from veep-itis. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a veep wannabe. It wants to be, you know, fast and, and, and quirky, and but it, but it doesn't have the zingers. Like, if you watch veep, it is just joke, 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 joke. I don't know how they do it on that show. This is not that. And like I said, I thought it was going to be a farce or a spoof, something. But it takes itself way too seriously, and it just doesn't have the jokes. It doesn't, and it also has way too much crammed into five hours. You know, we, we talked about this before. A Frasier was 24 episodes a season or something. This is literally five hours of TV. There's 25 main characters. There's too much going on. You can't really invest in anybody uh, because they just can't dedicate enough time to them. One weird thing I will say about this show that, I, that surprised me is that you would think like, okay, this is based on... Uh, you know, the announcement that we were going to have a Space Force branch of the military. The person who declared that never in the show, never even really referenced, just a text here and there. So you they, know, he, he just gets the POTUS yeah. and FLOTUS. POTUS yeah. and FLOTUS. Yeah. And I'm, they, by the way, I'm over those acronyms. Uh, yeah, me okay? too. Okay. So they left those people off the table completely, which I guess you would have to do. Right. But it was like noticeably missing. It's like nobody's even going to... Nothing, no voice, no phone call, just a yeah. text. They could be any president. You're not even getting like a Trumpian vibe from anything. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like they're I just guess. like POTUS and FLOTUS and you never you never really figure out like who are they? You know, it's like it's in the future that we think. I mean, when is this even taking place? That's a fantastic question. I don't know. I don't know either. And also it's like, it's like Space Force. They're going to defend, you know, space. But all they're trying to do is get to the moon. Right, right. Also, his daughter, who we're supposed to root for, is a huge a-hole. She's an a-hole and a zero. I, I thought she was, like, super annoying. Who are we rooting for? In this? Not Ben I, Schwartz. I, the, the Chinese, apparently. I don't know, With their man. moon base. Right? I, I Here's guess. what blows my mind. Greg Daniels made this show. Last episode, we are talking about his other show, Upload, how much we loved that. We said it was loved a total it. binge. Yep. Right? And a week later... We're saying stay as far away as you can from Space Force. Like, how does that work? How does a guy just like have a thing that's great and then five minutes later have a thing that's horrible? I don't know, man. This thing was such a huge swing and a miss because the antagonist, you know, the head of the Air Force. Yeah. uh, Completely uninteresting. Boring. No motivation. I don't know. This isn't acting class. I think we've already beat this to death. Oh, my God. I hope somebody Failure to launch. I hope somebody beats everyone involved with this show to death, including us. Yeah, we will not be back for season two. (laughs) I might watch it anyway. Of course you will. But it's still... I knew knew you were going to say that. You'd be like, I might check it out anyway. I might. Okay, so what do you give it? Oh, my God. Purge. There you go. Space Force on Netflix. Ten episodes, half an hour-ish. Not yet renewed for second season. Hopefully not coming back. Swing and a miss, but hey, that happens. By the way, we should mention uh, it has a critic score of 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
they got it right, but the audience is at 77%. What's wrong with you people? I don't know. Okay, what else? You have some updates on some stuff you watched that you already said was good, but you want to recap, right? Yeah, I have two shows that were already previous binges. They are Dead to Me and Rami. They're both back for season two, and I just want to give a quick overview of where they're at. Now, I thoroughly enjoyed the first season of Dead to Me. Uh, stars Christina Applegate, Linda Cardellini, and James Marsden. The big thing about them was the performances, specifically Christina Applegate. And I'm going to say season two is definitely rocking only for the performances because the plot and storyline is not up to par with what it was in season one. So I watched season one, also agree, binge, Linda Cardellini, I, I, I. Yeah, you love her. I do. I don't know what, what that's about. But She's a good-looking woman. Yeah, I guess. So there's that. and But then I started watching season two, and I was like, what's happening? Oh, never mind. I don't care. Right. Click. I know. Yeah. I feel like they've got one season left in them. They're obviously going to come back for a third, and I think they should just wrap it up. And like I said, yeah, the only will. reason I enjoyed this season was Christina Applegate doing yeah. just outstanding work. All three of those people you mentioned are good, yeah. She'd deliver a line that was so good, I'd like back it up so I could hear it a couple times again. Crushing it here, man. That's, uh, yeah. The best I've ever seen her do. Okay. So I'm going to say it's a light binge. Season two of Dead to Me Season on Netflix. Season two of Dead to Me on Netflix. Like, like I said, you know, 10 episodes. They average a half an hour each. But don't go in thinking it's going to be what it was last season. It ends up True. being like, a, oh, we got to cover our bases and our tracks here as opposed to like this an intriguing relationship. I mean, I will say in its favor, it does expand the relationship between the two of them, but not enough. Like I said, you watch it for the performances at this point and that's it. So light binge. And the second one, Rami. On Hulu. Yes, 10 episodes, half an hour each. It was created by comedian Rami Youssef. Now, I thoroughly enjoyed the first season. This season, what's keeping it together are the supporting characters because I found Rami this season to be annoying. He's turned into a total drip, like a spineless, oh, I don't know. He just does things that end up hurting other people and I found his storyline to be the weakest part of the season. And he's your lead. Like an Aziz Ansari type. I guess. I don't know. I just found like he was kind of like, he's really not taking responsibility for any of his actions. Yeah, and, again. You know, it's like, eh, man up, dude. But the reason to watch it is his mother, his sister, his father, and his uncle. Okay. Yeah. They all get their they own They all get arcs. their own episode. They have a good arc. Especially the mom. She's got the best episode. She's like trying her best to fit into American culture, but she's tone deaf. Like she has good intentions, but just completely fails at every moment. She's a great character. She's just a real comedy gold in that. And then the uncle, who's a racist, bigot, uncouth. Ugh, he's a yuck. Okay. He has an eye-opening episode that really... Uh, you really get to see a humane side to him that you didn't think you were ever going to get. I should also mention for season two, they added Mahershala Ali to bring in some gravitas. He plays a, uh, an Omar, Omam, an African-American guy. 
No, you racist. No. He doesn't play an African-American well, guy? Well, yeah, he does. Okay. But he plays... Uh, uh, Imam. The Imam. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Good. Who's the racist Who's now? Who's the racist now? <laughs> <laughs> he's fantastic, obviously. Yeah, he's great. And Moonlight and a True Detective and all that other stuff, yeah. Green Book. It's a two-time Oscar winner, for God's sake. If you don't know who he is, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah. So anyway, they add him for season two. He's a good addition. This is another case of the second season not being as good as the first but still worth it because I feel like at the end of the day, the the message to me is like he's a Muslim Egyptian and different culturally. And it's, it's a different point of view. But when you break it down, he and his family are having the same issues anybody else in America is having. We're all dealing with basic human problems. And I think this illustrates it great that we're all the same. Okay, so we're all experiencing the same terror and horror and sadness. And yes, crippling. We're emptiness. all lost. Okay, all dealing, <laughs> yeah. That actually everybody. makes me feel better. Okay. It's a good show as long as it's not focused on Rami. <laughs> oh well, okay. you know I know he's the, he's the lead, but there's enough nuggets of other characters that this season is worth watching. Okay, there so you that's have it. Rami season two, and it's a binge. Last thing. Wow, we're moving along, man. Good. Do you guys even need me this week? I came across, I, you know, I love a good docuseries. We know. And I came across one about healthcare workers. Mm-hmm. Timely. Oh, yeah. Although this was shot pre-COVID, so there's none of that stuff in it. Hold on. The filmmaker shot a special coronavirus episode called Pandemic back in March. It will be streaming starting on June 24th. See, you do need me. It follows four doctors in New York City at Lenox Hill Hospital. The docuseries is called Lenox Hill. It's eight episodes. They're all about 45 to an hour. Is this on what, Joe? This is on Netflix. Thank you. Who is this produced by? No one you've heard of. Who does it star? No one you've heard of. It's just really a slice of life thing. And as docuseries go, well done. The people who are producing it stay out of it which I think is like the only requirement really for a good documentary or good docuseries. Yeah, get out of the way. Yeah, they let the people speak for themselves. They don't have any kind of agenda. Some of the issues it covers is, I mean, and there's a lot here because we're just talking about humanity and people go here to be born and to die. And it kind of covers everything in between. Tough time to be a doctor right now. I can tell you that because they're not getting paid as much as they used to and they're having to pay more in insurance and they're supposed to do more with less, and uh, yada, yada, yada. So it's a tough industry to begin with. But then having to really, you know, to cut someone's brain open, two of the people on this show that they follow are neurosurgeons. And they go into operations thinking that there's a 20% chance that they're not coming out of it, you know, the, the patient. So there's a lot of that. The thing that threw me the most, now this is very shallow, but I want to say it anyway because it really distracted me. At the end of the first episode, they follow these four people. Again, two neurosurgeons, an ER doctor, and a um, OBGYN, a woman who uh, delivers babies and stuff. Yeah. All of them go out of the hospital, and they get on the subway and go home. Now, I don't know what a neurosurgeon makes. I'm going to guess somewhere between 500 grand a year and two and a half million in New York. Sound about right? I guess. Yeah, oh. a lot. More, more than us. They make more than you and yeah, more, more than, than you us and combined. Me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Then they go get on the subway. Now, are you familiar with the subway in New York? Yeah, it's a dump. Actually, um, 
what they do is they go get the dumpsters from behind like the uh, fast food restaurants. They hook them all together and they <laughs> fire them down an underground tunnel full of rats and homeless people. This was so disgusting to watch like a documentary film inside the subway. It's how do you be a medical professional and ride a subway? You wash your hands. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, you, you scrub them. Give them, give them a good cleaning. Would you ever would you ever crawl inside my garbage can and roll yourself down the stairs outside my apartment? No. That's what it looked like they were doing to me. I'm like, are these people insane? That's how people get around in New York. Yeah, apparently. But it just, it horrified me. Have you never been to New York? No, and I'm never going. What? Why would I? I could just crawl- say you've been to New York. I could just crawl inside a dumpster and I imagine it'd be about the same thing. Forget oh my it. God. No, you need to go up in the Empire State Building. No, you know, I you're don't. Like, oh, me and King Kong, we did it. You know, yeah, me and Meg Ryan and King Kong, all we'd all have a threesome. I don't know. I had, <laughs> I had no interest in going there. You should go there, and then you can hate on it legitimately. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm not saying you have to enjoy it, but you should go to experience it. Everyone should go to New York at least once. New York City. Yeah. There's people who live twenty thousand people in an apartment building and stuff. It's insane. Yeah, that's no why wonder it's a COVID sick. nightmare. Yeah, it's just a petri dish. Here's the thing: I could have moved from where I grew up. Been six hours away from where I grew up and lived in New York City. But I said, no, I'd rather go 3,000 miles away and live in L.A. And I made the right choice. Can you even swim in the ocean in New York? They don't have beaches, do they? They do have beaches, but they're rocky and I don't know. Not like here, man. Okay. I mean, this is the beach. Well, here's my point. If I was making a million dollars a year, I'm not riding a uh, chuck wagon full of rats and uh, hobos. Back to my... and, and I'm by sure the, the neurosurgeons live in what? Connecticut or something, right? No? I don't know, man. Where does the subway even drop you off that's near your house as a neurosurgeon? How do you get from that subway stop to your actual house? They, I don't know, man. I don't a know. A lot of this stuff bothered me. Anyway, the, the part about the medical uh, industry and the doctors and the stories and the challenges that they face was actually very moving. I thought it was a great documentary. Um, I'm going to say Purge New York City. <laughs> But Lennox Hill, one of the top things on Netflix this week. I got to give that a binge. All right. You want to do a recap, Joe? Sure. Uh, we talked about Space Force, which we've been looking forward to forever. Yeah. And uh, burned an us. Epic. Burned epic us. Epic fail. That's on Netflix. We said skip it, although you almost You're, can't because everyone else has watched it. We're letting people know right now. It's bad. It's bad. Don't think you have to watch it because everybody else is. That's yeah. what we're here for. We jumped on that uh, grenade. Don't get Tiger Kinged here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like everyone's watching it. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have to watch Space Force, folks. No, it's, it's not good. Uh, season two of Rami and Dead to Me, Demo said are great. And Joe said, Lennox Hill. Ah, slow down. Slow down. I said that season two of Dead to Me is not nearly as good as the first season. However, the performances make up for it, and that's why it's a binge. Okay. And I thought Rami, still not as good as season one, but the supporting parts, they're the reason to watch. Okay, fine. And then Lennox Hill docuseries on Netflix. Very interesting. If you have any interest in the medical profession, that's a great thing to watch. Now, I'm looking forward to a couple things. One comes out on Friday. You know what it is? Mm -mm. Season two of Ryan Murphy's The Politician. Oh, you love that show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was your favorite thing last year, wasn't it? At least right up up there. there, It was up there, yeah. 
That's going to be good. Now, you have something, too, that I'm sure I'm not going to watch. What's I that? I do. June 27th, the third and final season of Netflix's original series, Dark. This is the one in German. It's the sci-fi time travel show that I loved, that anybody that watches it loves. So, very, very excited for that. And okay. Again, that's June 27th. Super psyched. Good. And we're also, at some point, a listener recommended a show called Into the Night, not to be confused with Dark. Uh, which I actually have watched that already. And then the making of the Mandalorian thing on Disney Plus. We'll talk about that too. That'll be fun. Oh yeah. I got to talk about it, right? It's Star Wars. Yeah. Who would I be to not talk about Star Wars? Also want to mention, I just read today, one of my favorite shows from last year, which you hated, The Umbrella Academy. Returning for season two, July 31st. Why? When are they even shooting that? That show had to have taken two and a half years to shoot. They did it. They shot it a while ago. It's all it's all in the can. It's ready to go. Okay. And that's going to be, like I said, the very end of July. So looking forward to that as well. Did they figure out if animals can talk in the world or just the one? Don't start. You're the one that just enjoyed Steve Carell trying to get a chimpanzee <laughs> to use a drill in space. <laughs> all right? That was my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> So we can have talking monkeys if you think Steve Carell can pull it off. I wish that talking monkey would have told me not to watch Space Force. (laughs) 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 All right. All right, and that's it. As always, we want to thank Just the Facts. You can follow Just the Facts on Instagram at Greer. That's Jesse with a Y. So for Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.